Hello and welcome to Rip Off Tip Off, the podcast where you'll hear candid conversations with guests who work in the consumer protection space. I'm your host, Ezra Cooper-Smith, Investigations Coordinator at the Better Business Bureau serving Greater Denver and Central Colorado. For this episode, I chatted with Jamie Sarles, Director of Consumer Fraud Protection at Colorado's 18th Judicial District. There's always going to be a storm. In moments like this, these criminals, they up their game and they really present themselves in, in a stronger you know, force. Jamie and I talked about some of the scams that affect young people in particular on the For context, most BBB research finds an interesting relationship between age and scam vulnerability. The stereotype that only older adults fall for scams is not necessarily accurate. In fact, we routinely see that young consumers fall for scams more frequently than their older counterparts. The caveat here is that as age increases, so does the amount of money consumers spend on scams when they do become victims. So I, so my role is Director of Consumer Fraud Protection, and here in Colorado, I'm in the 18th Judicial District, which is comprised of four counties, Arapahoe, Douglas, Elbert, and Lincoln counties. So we're a fairly large district, uh, big population. So as Director of Consumer Fraud Protection, I, I wear a lot of hats, kind of part of our economic crime unit, because these are really financial white collar types of crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I, I do, I'm the recipient of, if someone believes they've been a victim of a crime in this space, you know, I'm the individual that will receive those phone calls to our hotline, um, understanding what's going on, see if it's a, a direct role that we play or if we bring in um, other law enforcement agencies to that could better uh, serve and address what's going going on. So I do take those hotline complaints that come in and we do tackle a lot in the DA's office and it falls under that economic crime unit. So I do conduct a lot of presentations. Mm-hmm. I do love giving these. They're fun. Um, there are not a lot of positives to the pandemic uh, and with COVID, but I tell you one big positive is, is people, if they didn't do it before, having to embrace technology to, yeah. to be protected, to stay informed, um, just to be connected. And this could just be a grandparent that now is using FaceTime to, to, to see and communicate with family members in another state. I do uh, push out a lot of fraud alerts if there's something that's very immediate that's happening in the district or the area, I um, am pushing out a lot of digital content, fraud alerts to a pretty large database that we've accumulated over the years, mostly individuals, but it's faith communities, law enforcement, businesses. So I'll push those out. We put on a lot of programs like a Citizens Academy where people can learn about over several weeks what the DA's office does, uh, Senior Law Summit. Um, And then I I work a lot with uh, media outlets and other agencies like yourself like the, mm-hmm. the Better Business Bureau and CBI and, and other uh, wonderful agencies because uh, we're all part of the same team. So, Jamie, you mentioned people basically learning to embrace technology um, maybe in ways that they haven't before or even people who haven't really been online very much previously. Um, has that also changed kind of the nature or at least played into 
the nature of the types of fraud that you guys see? You know, absolutely, absolutely. In some of the presentations that I give, uh, particularly in ID theft and and data breaches, um, what have you. I mean, and you know this with with your group. I mean, m- most of what's out there, these scams, this fraudulent activity, it's it's the same old stuff. Exactly. You know, the, the umbrella right now, the genre, is COVID, and the downturn in the economy. And there was things years ago, but in general, even before this, just with the overall advances in technology, with artificial intelligence, AI, um, you know, the country, the world was already been going in a direction where um, more and more is going to be conducted online. More and more information is is out there online at the different levels of what um, what the internet, what the web is. So it was already happening. It's just been greatly been accelerated during this moment right here. So yeah, it, it's it's easy. It's easy um, for these folks to come in and hit all of us because we're all wired. We're all wired. So you and I have talked about how, you know, we're talking a lot about the internet and we know that that's a place where young people are all the time, right. um, often without parental supervision. That's just kind of the nature of of growing up in today's day and age. So what are some of the risks that you see um, when we kind of merge these two worlds of, you know, scams and fraud and schemes and young people being online? And I know that that's something you have, you've talked about having experience with um, at work, but also just as a parent. Oh, definitely. And I am a parent. I am a parent. So that, that that is very real um, in our household. and uh, and with my children's friends and would happy very much so so i mean i guess first of all just understanding the demographic i mean they they've they're a generation that is, that is it's definitely wired i mean my generation is as well it's so much of how we conduct business but i mean their their world revolves around technology and it's so you have a device which you know our phones are just little mini computers that can pretty much do any and everything uh you know one big area that uh, seniors typically get hit with and we all do, but you hear more about the seniors. But really, it's it's this younger population that's getting hit with these tech support scams, and they don't give you know much thought at all into it, and they just click right over because they're so used to getting information on different apps and programs that they use in that manner. And the other thing is, a lot of these kids, as wise as they think they are, and we do have a lot of wise ones, you know, they don't really understand how to perform with online manipulation. So like a lot of these scammers, it's organized crime. It's organized crime. They're very good. They're professionals. Uh, They get results. And so to come on and have a child and be very threatening, authoritative, and you must and you will, and you're going to get that gift card to make this pay. I mean, they don't have the insights and the knowledge to know that they're being manipulated. And I think that's a that's a key thing that parents can do is help their kids understand what online manipulation looks like. But with technology, I mean, these scams are, I mean, they're coming in through discounted luxury items. Kids are always shopping online for the hippest thing, the, the next and greatest thing. And a lot of these um, are demanding payments up front and then, you know, the the item never you know, never comes. And they're able to come in with a job offer, just you know, make a few extra bucks here or there. And because the kids like to share and tend to share so much information anyway, 
if the kid thinks they're getting a couple bucks here and there for really doing nothing, then the scammer knows that more than likely they're going to share that with a friend. And it's in a very short time, a lot of friends can be information is shared. They're all pulled in. And, and what was a small scam becomes a much larger, more people are impacted. And it's not just loss of money. It's just information, financial or personal information that may be lost. Well, and you bring up a couple things that, you know, really ring true to my experience. So, you know, for starters, I think I'm kind of in that gap generation. I'm in my mid 20s. But, you know, social media kind of made its rise. I, I think when I was in middle school, AOL Instant Messenger was the big thing. Uh, you know, I made a my Facebook account when I was in high school. But at the same time, other peers are a little bit more advanced with social media. So I've definitely, you know, I've had friends who you mentioned, you know, some of these brand schemes on like Instagram. I've had friends who have fallen for phony, or at least considered falling for phony brand ambassadorships. And so it's tricky. But the other thing you said that really resonates me with me is um, this idea that if you're, you know, you're, you grow up on the internet, you're already so comfortable there. Um, and all of a sudden, it's not just sharing photos with your friends, which carries its own risk, but there's an opportunity, or at least a perceived opportunity to make money. Um, yes. Because, you know, looking at, so I'm looking at our, our most recent, what we call scam tracker risk index, which is just a summary of everything we collect through scam tracker in a given year. If you look at the youngest two age demographics, you know, the riskiest scam for those groups are employment, followed by, you know, there's a split between fake check and money order scams, which are generally another form of employment scam, and mm. cryptocurrency scams for the 25 to 34 age group, followed by online purchase, which is number three. But, you know, for both groups, those top two categories are basically perceived money-making opportunities. Right. You know, you kind of talked about this, but I guess, what do you make of that? Well, they are. I mean, it's, they're, especially with unemployment, with unemployment being where it is right now, there's a great opportunity out there for the scammers to come in and all these work at home types of jobs that are presenting themselves. And so there's the unemployment, the unemployed, which could be an adult, but you have a lot of kids that you know, also want to, to make a little extra money. Well, you know, with, with COVID and what have you, you know, the restaurants are structured differently. Um, this hospitality and just the service industry. There's not as many jobs for kids to be able to go out and get, you know, and conditions may be tightening here. So, so gosh, so what can I, what can I do to make money? I get my license in six months and I want to get a car and mom and dad said, you know, if I can, they'll match, you know, what I already have in my savings and maybe I could, you know, get more, a better car than, that, you know, than I thought, but they're trying to find ways to, you know, to make money and these scammers know it and they come in. But I believe something else you at least refer to for that question is just as adults and kids, we don't always know who we're talking to. They can come in under the guise of someone that we know or an entity that we know that it could be spoofed. You talked about messenger, whether it's a dating scam or just, 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 just basic social, social networks, what have you. A lot of disguised criminals will come in and start a relationship with somebody through messenger or whatever, you know, a public place. And then they pull them off that into a text mm -hmm. or off of messenger or whatever. And then it's a private conversation that's taking place. So we see a lot of younger kids, you know, and, and older that are exposing their big, once they get pulled offline, they become more vulnerable, which could, could 
could lead to something that actually eventually takes place in person. It could be physical, but it could also be money that's being transferred out to help this person that you, you think you know who they are, but but you don't. There's a lot of imposters out there, and those imposters could be under the guise of people that we know as friends or family, someone in the past. It could be under the guise of a government entity that's saying, you know, something is of yours is frozen or lying and saying all these credit cards have been opened up in your name and we need you to pay some money to put you know start a new kind of account that'll protect you from the money that you know has been charged against you or whatever and it's just a lot of trickery so that's what you know that part scares me the most is not knowing who's on the other side um it's just too easy to manipulate images online and, and through various devices and what have you yeah and you mentioned romance scams we we see a bunch of those too Weirdly, we we see those affecting older people more, but that certainly they affect young people. And it it makes me think like this might be a bridge too far, kind of beyond the scope of what you or I do. But you know, these scam when you when you think about like the past few scams that have come up in our conversation, like romance, employment, even cryptocurrency, online purchase scams. It it really does feel like all of those topics reflect a lot of the messaging that people see on social media whether it's you know romance and relationships this idea that i don't even know you need to pursue something (laughs) romantic and and that's all over the internet or you know employment you have these influencers who are kind of touting how much money they're making often through online pursuits and saying you know be your own boss employ yourself work from home use the internet to do it sure even crypto you have I feel like there's so much lore around Bitcoin and you have all these people who, you know, made millions in Bitcoin and then post photos of themselves flying all around sure, in private jets. And I just have to imagine that kind of all the messaging is that, you know, this is real life or these are things that you should be pursuing. And it kind of normalizes those opportunities when they're, you know, turn out to be fraudulent. But when somebody messages you with a job opportunity or somebody, you know, impersonates a love interest, but it's you know it's scary you know you know TikTok isn't it is a is a program that we're all becoming very familiar with at least enough and um, and it's a fun program it is but it's it's scary you know just how quickly individuals can rise to fame and so much of this generation is so willing to accept any kind of friend invite and you don't know who these you typically don't know who these are and lots of times they're international and but like a, like on a TikTok you know. You have people, they can comment on what you're producing out there and they make these comments and you can read what they're saying and you may get hooked in on because you like the, what they're telling you. And so you may be a you know 16 year old and you're, you get hooked into this particular person and more and more, you, you know, these individuals are adults that are sitting in you know India or Nigeria or, you know, somewhere outside of our, of our country and, and they're adults and they're just farming you they're they're picking up more and more information about you that could put you in physical harm but it could also put you you know from an id theft situation in a place that that you don't need to be you know acting and modeling scams is another area um, definitely for the younger population and kids want to fit in right and and they want to be popular so suddenly there's this agency it could be an agency that wants to rep you and like in la because you've you have tiktok status or you know whatever and they're grooming you and you're 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 paying them you're sending them pictures of yourself but you're paying them 
to supposedly post it or whatever, but what they're doing is they're farming you as, you know, as well. So, I mean, it is scary. And then you get into areas of cyberbullying and you, and trafficking. And I mean, there's, there's just a lot of scary areas where things can, can go, but they don't have to because so much of what for the kids and even us adults, if we just change some of our habits and some of our safety triggers and what have you, things that there's so much that we have control over that if we just mm-hmm. did that would eliminate a lot of this. And, you know, I talked about um, understanding online manipulation and, and really working with them to how to say no, how to hang up. Um, as parents, we should pay attention to if we start noticing behavioral changes with our kids when they're online. Like, as a parent, we should know if something's off, if, if our kid is scared, you know, if they're on their device and you just you, you see the shoulders drop or, you, or they get tense or whatever over and over telling them to change their passwords, not to share their passwords, um, to stay current with the most um, recent versions of you know, on their iPhone or their um, whatever device they may they may have that they may have. You know, if something sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. One of the things I tell a lot of the groups that I talk to is it's going to take a few more minutes out of your day to do this, but if something's if somebody or something is coming at you, whether you think it's your bank or if it's uh, you know a charity or if it's an online type of purchase, a store, a retailer, whatever, if you're not too sure, but it may be legitimate, one of the safest things you can do is you drive the conversation, you disconnect from whatever's coming in or avoid it, and you go to the source and you research it. Go to the official site of that retailer. Go to that official side of that of, of the bank or the institution or go to the number that's on their official site because i think too often we're manipulated into just doing that easy click over to view and report fraud in real time visit bbb's scam tracker program at bbb.org scam tracker and stay tuned for a bonus episode of my conversation with jamie where we'll talk about a growing problem child id theft thanks for listening